What's going on, Outsiders? Welcome to Outside the Mic. I am Jarrett Weimer. I'm Martin Meyer. And you are listening to a mini episode where we banter all things music. Mostly do. But mini. Mini, mostly. Mini, matters. Minimally, mostly. Music. Mini episode, here we go. On this day in music, September 7th, 1959. Craig Douglas was at number one on the UK singles chart with his version of the Sam Cooke hit Only 16. You are only 16, only 16. Born Terrence Perkins, he was employed as a milkman before becoming a professional singer and was known as the singing milkman. Craig Douglas. Craig Douglas. I can honestly say I'm not familiar with Craig Douglas. It sounds like somebody who is on... um the show years ago, My Three Sons. It reminds me of Kirk Douglas. Yeah, that too. Have you ever, do you remember the show My Three Sons? No. Oh my gosh, that was an old one. And I think their last name was Douglas. I might be wrong. I'll have hmm. to check that. But uh, there was Ernie, Chip, Chip and Ernie. <laughs> Chip and Ernie. <laughs> and Craig. Are you, no, it's Bert and Ernie, dude. Yeah, that was, that was before Bert and Ernie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. September 7th, 1963... The Beatles recorded an appearance on the BBC radio program Saturday Club. At the Playhouse Theatre in London, they performed I Saw Her Standing There, Memphis, Happy Birthday Saturday Club, an arrangement credited to none other than John Lennon. I'll get you, she loves you, and Lucille. Wow. And that was, I'm sorry, what year again was that? 1963. 63, year of my birth. Thank you very much. Wow, that was a good year. Thank you very much. Something really cool happened that year. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was born. <laughs> September 7th, <laughs> 1968. Yeah. You're going to love this. Am I? Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham made their live debut as... Led Samplin. Ooh, and you almost had me oh. there. Led Zeppelin. Hard enough that has <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Get the lead out. Yeah. But wow. they build. Uh oh. They build as the new Yardbirds. No kidding. <laughs> That's what they were called. <laughs> like, the new Yardbirds. The new Yardbirds. I forgot about that. I remember hearing that. I wonder how long they went by that. I don't know. Let's see if it says anything that about m- that moniker. They debuted as the new Yardbirds at the Team Club in Gladsaxe. A suburb in the outskirts of Copenhagen, Denmark. I had to pause for a second because I'm like, I didn't say that right. (laughs) The president of the teen club, Lars Abel, introduced the new Yardbirds on stage, introduced Robert Plant as Robert Platt. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. A local review stated their performance and their music were absolutely flawless, and the music continued to ring nicely in the ears for so long. For some time after the curtains were drawn after their show. Wow. We can therefore conclude that the new Yardbirds are at least as good as the old ones were. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Uh, I am I'm so, oh, so curious to know how long they went by the new Yardbirds. Now. Well, look it up. I'll go to the next one. Yeah, you do September that. 7th, 1968, The Doors played the first of two nights at the Roundhouse, London, playing two shows a night on their first UK visit. Granada TV filmed the sold-out gigs, later shown as The Doors Are Open, which were attended by members of... <gasps> 
Who do we talk about mostly besides Elvis Presley? The Rolling Stones. And the band Traffic. Oh, very cool. With uh, Steve uh, Wind. Man, I'm blanking out. That was bad. <laughs> Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood. You should have yeah. just stopped there. I believe he was in traffic. Steve September seventh, nineteen eighty-five. David Bowie and Mike. <laughs> shoot, David Bowie Mike and shoot, David Bowie and Mick Jagger. <laughs> Not Douglas. to be mistaken for the famous Mike Jagger. Yeah, no. we're at number one on the UK singles chart with their versions of the Martha Reeves and the Vandellas 1964 hit Dancing in the Street. Okay, I'm so confused right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you Let me clarify. There is nobody named Mike Jagger <laughs> yeah. that I know of. So this was the Rolling Stones. Let me back up. It was Mike Jagger and Craig Douglas. I think they had a duo. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was it was called the New Yard uh, Plants. The New Yard Something Ornaments. Like yeah. yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Thank September 7th, 1985, David Bowie and Mick Jagger were at number one on the UK singles chart with their version of the Martha Reeves and the Vandellas oh, 1964 hit Dancing in the Street. Oh, of course. I remember that well. Yeah, the Thank song you. had been okay. recorded as part of the Live Aid charity appeal. The original plan yep. was to perform a track together live with Bowie performing at Wembley Stadium and Jagger at the JFK Stadium until it mm-hmm. was rele- realized that the satellite link-up would cause a half-second delay that would make this... Impossible. Wow. I remember that video with them. They were just kind of walking, singing in the street, looking looking goofy, look, sort of. Looking goofy. When looking did they, chic. When did they not walk and look goofy? Yeah. They were they were looking like they were almost like a couple in it or something like that. But, Ew. Uh, it was a cool song. Okay. Very cool song. And who was the, the gal that they, that made the song famous before that? Or Martha Reeves? Martha Reeves. Okay. Got yeah. it. And got the it. Vandellas. Okay. Got it. So all it says, and then I'll get back to you here, is that after changing their name from the New Yardbirds, Led Zeppelin signed a deal with Atlantic Records that afforded them considerable artistic freedom. Doesn't say how long they were the New Yardbirds, but I don't think it was very long. How long? Yeah, how long? How long was I cry? Separated time. They can't copyright me because I got the Is words this to really become wrong. a new thing where you just uh, you, every every episode you just go off on your, your I don't singing know. thing. I like it. Jared, I don't but, know. Okay. You know. Okay. All right. So we're moving on. That was yeah. all for this day in music, <laughs> September seventh. Um, so I have a quick fact check that I want to touch on this mini episode. Uh, I'm not complaining. I wish no, you I wouldn't. Just, yeah. Okay. Um, we talked about in the last episode. We talked about um, George Thurgood's "Bad to the Bone." Oh yes. And how I said that... How can I remember that? Yeah. How I said that... uh, I'm drawing a blank now. How I said that that there was a stutter stutter. and he was making fun of somebody. So here's the whole story. This comes from uh, stutteringhelp.org. So he was making fun, but it was... I guess it was in good spirits. Okay, so here it goes. Of course. Bad to the bone. The song was never intended to be released with stuttering vocals. Randy sang the stuttering vocals to poke fun at his brother Gary, who had recently stepped down as the band's manager. It was, was Randy. D- must be somebody in the band. Okay. So they, re- so it, it, it was to poke fun, but it was in good fun, I guess. It oh, wasn't, and it was his brother. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so it looks like Gary, who had recently stepped down as the band's manager, had a stuttering issue. It was done with the intention that it would be given to Gary and no one else. Okay. Randy Bachman once said, 
of the situation. He stuttered. We thought just for fun, we'd take this song and I'd stutter and we'd send it to him. He'll have the only copy in the world of this song by BTO. So. Wow. Yeah. Then they, then the, but I they think. they listened to it, somebody and said, what hey. I What I read was then the, the, um, the record company preferred it that way. George Thurgood sure. recorded it with. I personally, I cannot imagine that song. There's no way that would have been as uh, big of a hit, as iconic of a song, if he had not done that. That's that totally made that an original, yeah, uh, performance that you don't you don't hear that. And nobody thought at the time. I remember listening to it and thinking it was a little weird at first, but not thinking he was stuttering so much as just he was just like playing on that rhythm, the rhythm you know? of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can tell you, I cannot do that rhythmically on time hmm. like that that's tough to do i'm bad bad i wonder how many times he does bad i think he does four times bad bad to the bone and then he does just two at the end so look at you we'll have to look well i'm just saying we'll have to check that out see how i think he's pretty consistent throughout though so it meant to be a good thing and and i read an uh reddit um, Reddit? comment on, yeah, Reddit? on Reddit. I read it on Reddit. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably where they got their name. But I read it on Reddit that it was uplifting for people who do have a stutter. Well, there you go. Um, so I guess it's, it was a good, good thing. Fun. Yeah, I thought it was a bad thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a good thing. Brother poking fun at brother. Mm-hmm. But um, we would not have bad to the bone the way it is today yeah. if it wasn't for randy so thank you randy or gary i'm sorry i'm surprised actually that you didn't see i don't know we probably won't even go there like okay now we're gonna see more songs that actually feature promote stutter type vocals yeah or something like that but it wasn't the time for that i mean if it would happen today in 2020 yeah it probably would be frowned upon first of all but second yeah there would probably be this whole trend yeah revolving around it but back then you know, everything was on the fly. You didn't have all the politically correct stuff as yeah. heavily going on as you do now. So, yeah. well, so that's, that's what I got, cool. man. Thank you. Thank you for it. Well, and so my little feature here involves kind of a follow up from the last episode, too, in which I think I wore an orange t shirt as well. I'm not, it's almost like I'm not we recorded sure. these yeah. on the same day. Hmm. <laughs> not positive, but I'm thinking that. So, <laughs> we are talking about lyrics uh, with very few words in them. Songs that were featured that had as little as five words in them, like Wild Honey Pie. I got right, by the way. You did, yeah. (laughs) Thanks to me figuring that out, actually. I guessed uh, that five, and there was only five. That was me. You are are a genius. Did I ever give you your reward for that, Jared? You never did give me my cookie. Your prize? I'm going to eat. I am going to eat on air for the first time, folks. Just to have your prize. And it's going to be a little ASMR. Are you ready? Because these are wafers, and it's going to be super crunchy. Here we go. Oh my goodness! You have, you actually, for the first time, you did not crunch outside the mic. You Let's get a little chewing action. Crunched ready? inside the mic on that one, Jared. I get. I get can you hear too. that? That's good. Thank you. I can't hear it because it's chewing in my no, ear. No, I can hear it. Trust me, and they will hear it as well. So here we go. So what we were also going to follow up on, and I did mention that I had uh, read about a song that had 997 words. Genesis, right? Genesis, and it's a song that was called Supper's Ready. 
And that was off their fourth studio album hmm. by the English progressive rock band Genesis. It was released and released in October 1972. And uh, that song was 23 minutes long. Jeez. Supper's ready. I'm just going to, just a couple, it's one of those things where it just seems like it's totally, uh, what's that word when it's just like... Uh, ask Google Girl. Yeah, She's I got all the words. When it's just flow of thought. It's just flow of consciousness. That's posthumously. What yeah, it's flow it's of, posthumously, yes. Marty, you flow, dumb man. Flow of consciously. That's what it is. <laughs> so this song, literally, if you read the lyrics, and I apologize to people who uh, are more familiar with this, but... I don't know that many. I think this was when it was still Peter Gabriel. But I tried to read this and make a little bit of sense. But some of these words are really fascinating. It's just, uh, where is one where I was going to grab it? It says, uh, uh, it's all about eternal sanctuary and the children lost down many paths. And then there's a line that says, hand in hand, gland in gland. Gland in gland. gland. With a spoonful of miracle, he's a guaranteed eternal sanctuary. We will rock you, rock you, little snake. We will keep you snug and warm. Did Peter Gabriel write this song? I don't know who wrote this song. This sounds like a Peter Gabriel song. Well, that's an interesting thing. Do you know my favorite song by his is Sledgehammer? I like that song. I want to be a sledgehammer. Why don't you call my name? Then <laughs> that was a little bit of a country I'm version. I'm gonna be a sledgehammer. It will be my testimony. Sledge. It doesn't say. It just says "Supper's Ready" is a song by the band Genesis. So okay. I guess at that time they were just taking credit as a group. They were a unity. Yeah, a unit. Yeah, they were. They were a unit at the time. So I decided to check. Is that the longest song lyric-wise? Hmm. Is that the most in immense amount of lyrics in a song? It is Drum not. roll, please. It is not. Can oh. you guess what is? Um, can I guess what is? Yeah. <clears throat> Man. Hotel California? Eat my cookie while you're guessing. No, that does not have more than 997 oh, words. Yeah. I get, it I does have you. a lot of words, though. It does. We'll have to look up how many words are in that. I should have looked that up because you did mention that on the last episode. It would figure, though, that it is. I'll give you a clue. It's a rap. It's a, I don't think that's it's a how, rapper. I don't think that's how the kids say it. They don't say it's a rap. They say it's a rap song. Okay, it's a rap song. And uh, it's by a rapper. <laughs> I really like I'm, the rap. <laughs> I like to listen to the rap. Uh, all those kids in that rap. Those darn rappy kids. There we go. Uh, it's a rapper, famous rapper, well-known rapper. Uh-huh. And uh, I wonder if you could guess Tupac. who that would be. Kanye, your favorite. No. Oh, my gosh. No. 50 Cent. Um, 50 Cent, no. It's Eminem. Oh, Eminem. Oh, yeah. Eminem. Yeah. He, see, he he sings. He raps so flipping fast. Have you heard him? It's like... Sounds like an auctioneer. Yeah, but is, he does it better than I thought. Well, talk about rapping fast. It says, as Billboard reports, Eminem has set the Guinness World Record for most words in a hit single with his recent rap song, Rap God, totaling 1,000 Five hundred and sixty words in six Holy minutes. Buckets. Six minutes and four seconds. 
For those bad at math, that breaks down to a mind-numbing 4.28 words a second. In one particular stretch of the song, he raps 97 words in just 15 seconds. Holy buckets. That must be the one I'm talking about because I've heard one where he's like, I'm not going to do it again, but he's like super fast. Like an auctioneer like you just did. I'll have to listen to that song and see if he sounds like an auctioneer when he's saying that song and how fast he says words and see how that sounds. It's faster than that. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm not. I'm no Eminem. That's for sure. No, you're not. You're more of like a Twix bar. Yeah. So you're you like know, a crunch. Uh, yeah. I guess it wouldn't surprise me that it ends up being a rap song because they do fit a lot of words in a short, very short period of time. But while they there you go, click their fingers. Yeah. I wonder, as far as just a regular pop song um, in you know standard song format, maybe the Genesis one is the longest. We'll still have to see that. <laughs> What was that? Ah, Name that tune. It did sound familiar, but I'm... Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ah, Very good. Genesis. Spot on, wasn't it? Genesis with Phil. Genesis with Phil. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, it was. That's exactly what I did. I know. That's why I did it, because it was in my head, because you just did it. That's right. I was able to do it, because you did it. That's right. That's right. Folks, you have been listening to a mini episode of Outside the Mic. Let us know what you think about these 10-minute mini episodes. No, it wasn't quite that. But thanks for listening. As usual, check us out, outsidethemic.com, YouTube, all podcast streaming platforms. We may do a song for this one, too. Heck yeah, it's going to be an Eminem. No, it's not. All right, thanks, guys. Smooth ending. We're out of here.